RPG fans, welcome to episode 23 of the Switch RPG Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Philip, as always, and I'm joined, as always, by the man with the really cheap headset, <laughs> Geo. What's up, man? It's cheap. I, I bought it like five, 10, 15 years ago. You know, back off. What? Is that old? It's that old. It so, is that mine, old. Mine was cheap like 10 or 15 months ago. Months ago. I take care of my stuff. If this is your first time listening, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, this is the official podcast from the website SwitchRPG.com that brings you exciting news, upcoming game releases, and all the latest in the world of RPGs on the Nintendo Switch platform. This week, we are talking about the new Nintendo Direct. We are talking about video game movies again. Again. And... We are talking about backlogs. Let's get the week started off with the news. Geo, cue the music. I I don't have a button. I don't have a button. We actually did it this week. If you haven't listened to last week, please go check out last week's podcast where I lost my <laughs> dang mind yep, about yep. Square Enix. You you went on a little putting tired. Final Fantasy properly onto the Switch. And then and, and then what happened? I promised that none of that was staged and I had no prior knowledge to what was going to go go on in the final 5 minutes of the Switch Direct. But Gio, we got some announcements. Final Fantasy 7, Final mm-hmm. Fantasy 9, Final Fantasy 10, 10 2 Collection, and Final Fantasy 12, The Zodiac Age are all coming to the Nintendo Switch in 2019. And your Crystal Chronicles um, that you and well, yes, yes. you enjoyed prior, so much. Prior to that, Crystal Chronicles and Final Fantasy 15 Pocket Edition were announced. We talked about that last week. Yep. Uh, other Final Fantasy games in there, and I used that term loosely yeah uh was uh final fan or chocobo's mystery dungeon everybody and then world of final fantasy maxima Mm -hmm. all but all that all that all that uh was was announced and covered in the switch direct if the switch direct had actually happened and i keep calling it the switch direct i guess it was just the nintendo direct because it did have some 3ds stuff in there Mm -hmm. we're still getting 3ds games but if it had actually taken place when it was supposed to, we would have had all this Final Fantasy stuff just dropped, and it would have been would have been huge. We it wouldn't have had huge. your we wouldn't have had your your, your beautiful tirade. They could have saved themselves the trouble. <laughs> they could have saved me the trouble, my blood pressure the trouble if it just happened on time. But you know, there were greater circumstances that that kept sure. it from happening. You know, sure. so we understand that. But boy, when it happened, did it happen? How would you feel about Square Enix and Final Fantasy on the Switch? Um, I like the fact that they're supporting the system. Um, 
properly, I guess. Um, I don't know if this is where they're kind of dipping their toe, kind of getting used to the framework of developing and porting things over uh, for the system for some proper proper games, some proper newer IPs um, in the future. Um, but I, I, as I was watching it, the you were the first person on my mind. <laughs> I think I was probably the first person in a lot of people's mind. We had just week. recorded it. What was it? The a couple days before, two days or, before, I think. Yeah, and in three days. You know, the, the 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 rest of the direct was okay, but when when that final five, you know, six minutes, whatever it was, came up, and they just bam, 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 all these games. Phil, I'm like Phil is gonna have. A heart attack right now he's just gonna lose his mind and i i mean i know you asked me what i thought about what what was going through your mind when you when you were when you saw all that happening well it had been quite a long day at work and yep. i i needed that pick me up and you uh i was actually in the grocery store when you messaged me you're like did you see the direct i was like no i haven't yet so i was actually eating dinner as i was watching it and i gotta say overall i thought it was I thought it was okay. I thought it was decent. I think overall there isn't too many things that I'm just head over heels waiting for. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the final five minutes, I just kind of set my plate down. I was like, I got <laughs> what is going on? Right. What is going on? Because I think did they start by reiterating? I mean, they started. I keep saying reiterating, but when yeah, they, they started together, with I think when they, was, Crystal Chronicles, and then they started with the the Pocket Edition, you know, fifteen right. Pocket Edition. And I keep saying reiterating, but like when they made this, that wasn't announced yet. Right, so they exactly. started with those, and right. I think that was pretty smart because that because everyone had already known about those well, as well. So yes, yes, but I've got to say I've got to kind of go back on a little bit of what I said last week because. Seeing the big picture now, I realized that it wasn't necessarily that they are putting these on before the classics. Like it, it's not as dumb as I thought it was because they did they they did announce those first in the direct, mm-hmm. but I think it was sort of just a cheeky ploy in the direct to be like, oh, of course we're not really giving you what you want. And then that just made it so much greater whenever they finally did give us what we've been looking for. So I think the fact that the the direct was delayed kind of mixed their message a little bit and I misinterpreted what was going on. So I am going to backpedal a little bit because I jumped the gun in thinking that they were just so out of touch. Right. I mean, in your defense, obviously, we didn't know this, but in hindsight, you know, they they redeemed themselves for sure. Sure, because if it were last week and the conversation was, we're we're getting seven, nine, ten, ten, two, twelve. Oh, also we're getting some really cool, like a, a cool <clears throat> final, you know, Final Fantasy that a lot of people like. That's just not a headliner, Crystal Chronicles. Oh, cool, we, it dropped today. We're getting, uh, we are getting the Pocket Edition. Mm-hmm. Th- that's a whole different conversation than so Square Enix announced that we're getting Crystal Chronicles and the Pocket Edition with right. no hope in sight for their classic right. games. Right, and at that here. point, that's where we thought they were. Exactly. You, you, you so the, the conversation would have been totally different. But going on what I knew, there was no hope in sight for these games, you know, yep. because it's like they should be on here, they should be on here, but they're not on here. That no. being said, okay. That being said, what were you going to say, real quick? Well, what I was going to say is. 
I'm glad that Square is doing this, okay? I'm glad, and I know there are a lot of people who want these games on there. I don't know if those people are going to play these games, but they kind of wanted them. Now, here's the thing. I've played all these games before. Am I really going to play these games again? Like, I played a lot of 10 and 10-2. I played a lot of 7 and 9. 9 is probably my more favorite of them all. I never played 12, so, I mean, it would be my opportunity to play 12, but these are just... These are old games. I mean, my friend had a saying, you know, old games are old. Like, are people, are are they going to play these games? Is like, is this enough of a draw? I don't know. Well, well, I mean, th- that's definitely a perspective of it. Because, I mean, even uh, one of our staff members, uh, Evan, uh, or a really passionate gamer is who he is on the actual site. But uh, his response to the, 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 the Square Enix section of the Direct was, I've played these games before, mm-hmm. right? So that's that's the perspective that you're also presenting now. Like, right. is that a, enough of a draw? But I mean, I think it is. I think, I think they have to do this. They have to get these games on there before they start doing other stuff. Because just because, I mean, I think that there is enough of a demand for it. I think there are a lot of people who still do turn to their phone to play these games because it's convenient. Right. And, uh, you know, they just love jumping in them. Uh, so I think that this sort of plays into that market. Now I, I get that there's going to be a lot of people that are like, I'm buying this game again, but I mean, you don't have to buy it. If you have it on your phone, if you have it on steam, if you have it on your PS4, you don't feel like you have to buy it. Don't, don't buy it just to buy it. Now, that's counter to what I was saying last week because I was saying I'm going to have to buy these games to let Square Enix know I keep wanting these games <laughs> on there. And I'm going to do that because I feel that the weight of that responsibility. But look, if you don't want to play these games, don't. But I think that for everyone who does, it's, a, it's important that they're there. That right. it's an option, you know? Now, I, I think it was someone in the, our Discord um, chat brought up the point, do you make anything of the omissions, anything of we're missing a few in there that people love, like your Final Fantasy 3, I mean 6. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, 8, a lot of people like 8. So do you think that maybe they're just doing something a little bit different with those? Okay, yeah, great, great point. Uh, and we will go ahead and sort of answer this question. This did come from uh, Paul Nichols in our Discord uh, thread, our podcast thread on our Discord, which, by the way, is discord.switchrpg.com if you guys want to jump in and join the conversation. So he, and I'll read it uh, verbatim here. So Square pumped out a ton of stuff no one was asking for and then all of a sudden dropped three ports. Should we read something into eight's omission? Oh, Should... Yeah, should we be hopeful that 6 might be getting something bigger than just a port because it wasn't included? I totally did I, not see that in the notes, by the way. No, yeah, no, no, no problem. I, I guess I'm asking if we should read into wasn't what wasn't in the direct. Right. So, Paul, here, here is my answer to that. In the, in the thread, I said, don't tempt me, right? Don't get my hopes up. If I were to if I were to play hype, I would say I am so on board. Like there's been, you know, everybody's been asking for the six in the Octopath engine. Right. Is this the time? It, conspiracy, they didn't include it in the direct. My realism says no, we shouldn't read into it. 
Because if we've learned anything from the past, and I'm not going to harp on Square Enix again, but if we've learned anything from history, is that Square Enix doesn't necessarily make decisions based on fan Fan, feedback and like what we want. So even though people want a remake of Final Fantasy VI, I don't think an omission here necessarily gets us that. I also don't think an omission of eight means that they're doing anything different. I think what we can read into that, the best guess I have. Because you could say, oh, well, eight wasn't very popular, but they they literally forced 13 down our throats in, in three games. Right. They don't really care for the most part, what we want or what is popular. So I don't think that the lack of popularity for eight is the reason we didn't see it. I think the style, the visual style of eight makes it difficult to expand onto a big screen. Right. Cause if you've ever played eight, it works really well. I played eight on Vita. It works well in the hand. I think handheld on switch, it would work. But I think as soon as you dock the switch, those graphics in eight do not stand the test of time. Okay. Kind of like sevens do. And I think it's all because of the sort of the pixelation because a sevens assets, even though it's an older game, like the polygonal style kind of lasts a little bit longer, but God, the, uh, the actual character models in eight, you can't even you like you can't even see what Squall's face actually looks like. I mean, it's just a it's just a polygonal mess, a polygonal mess. Right, but that's when a remaster comes in, like they're doing with yes. Crystal Chronicles. You yes, know? yes. I just don't. I, I eight's been getting eight's been getting snubbed. Eight eight is the Waluigi of the Final Fantasy series. Yeah. Eight's been getting snubbed. It's the only it is the only seven through nine game that ha- never came to mobile phones. I mean, right. why? It is on Steam, but it never came to mobile phones. And so it it didn't come to Switch either. Uh, I could be, once again, eating my words because that's something that I do really well with when it comes to Square Enix because it's like, <laughs> who knows what they're going to do. But that's the, that is my only guess right now is that the, 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 the visual fidelity just wasn't, it's not there yet. Yeah. And to, to your credit, to, to what you're saying, yes, they could be, but I don't think so. Right. When it comes to six, I honestly think you. I think that they do. They honestly like like their fans. They lump their ser- their their series into eras, and so I think that they usually handle like the seven through nine era together. They handle like ten and twelve for the most part together, um, and then also they handle sort of like four through six sort of together they kind of think of those in the same mm-hmm. um so i think if we get six when we get six if it's not a remaster i look my fingers are crossed i'm hopeful but i'm also not going to hold my breath long enough to die i think that the reason we don't get six is because we could be getting a sort of four five six reveal together right um i mean we still have and- the tokyo game show um although i think a game yeah game show yeah, yeah. yeah right. Um. Although I think it, the direct would have been the time and opportunity to do that because they they announced everything else. It seems so. I mean, there's still another opportunity for them to come out with something. Well, and 
here is probably me putting a little bit too much faith in Square Enix's foresight. Uh, because, look, remember at E3 how Square Enix's big problem was that they had a showcase and they revealed everything in everyone else's right. showcases and before they, they ever got to theirs. Yeah, it made no sense. Is it possible that they didn't want to actually reveal everything in Nintendo's Direct so that they would actually have something to show at Of TGS? their own. Yeah. Once again, is that me putting too much stock in their planning and foresight? Probably. But, I mean, that that is a possibility that they did learn from how bad E3 was. Because... Mm-hmm. People hated that showcase because there was nothing new in their actual showing. It was yeah. it was everything in other people's stuff. Right. Like if other people had not had the Square Enix stuff, it would have been a it would have been a pretty cool pretty cool thing. You know, I mean, right. you had Tomb Raider, you had all these other things. You had Dragon Quest, you had uh, Kingdom Hearts, a, a, a decent Kingdom Hearts trailer. But it was like well, we just saw this the two days before this. You know, mm-hmm. so where's the something new? Right. So maybe. Maybe we get something at TGS. I'm still, you know, obviously hopeful for like a 14 on Switch. I'm hopeful, obviously, for the 456. Um, they still have a 3 because, uh, I mean, 3 has been remade into into uh, a 3D game. So, you know, I think I think there's other stuff that they could they could show. Or we wait till next year. Or we never get it at all. Or we never get it because they hate final fantasy six and they hate every single person who loves them <laughs> or maybe they truly are um doing something in the octopath engine or something similar to that who knows and may- maybe it's Nomura, and so then we will actually never get it this lifetime right you'll never get it yeah i would lean more towards that but <laughs> uh yeah so overall very excited uh world of final fantasy seems interesting i never played that before but yeah not like super hyped about it i i did say i did make the proclamation that as soon as the zodiac age became available i would be pre-ordering it so i will be getting zodiac age put my money where my mouth is i need to see the screenshot of it just saying okay okay Okay. i'll I'll send it around um so square enix well done well done yes still not done though right can we say that no you know we're not done but i'm also not going to be those that 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 person that gets something really good and then it's like yeah but what about you know so like i'm taking what i can get okay uh and i am i am glad i am glad for the the seven nine ten and twelve mm-hmm. uh yeah i am sorry for all the eight fans out there because to me eight submission seems a lot more weird than six submission because like i said like six feels like a different era they literally skipped eight well, eight they probably needs a lot eight. more work than it's worth. Yeah, to be honest, yeah. you know. All right, so a couple of other RPGs that were shown in the direct. Uh, first off, we've got the brand new uh, Pokemon game. No, from from Game Freak. No, it's not a Pokemon game. No, no, no. It's, it's a, not it's a, a new game. RPG by Game Freak called Town, and it they, looks, wait they make things other than Pokemon. They do now. <laughs> they do now, and that now, is exciting. 
Now, and we're going to talk about this a little bit later. We're going to be talking about RPGs based off of movies, and this was based off of the popular Ben Affleck movie, The Town. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. This is <laughs> you've got things all wrong and mixed up. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, Game Freak's new RPG is called Town. Just town. Yeah, Ben Affleck is not in, in it. As far as I know, I mean, he's in a lot of things. It does not take place in Boston. Nope. Nope. I, I would do know. know that much. Uh, what do we really know about this game? Um, not too much. Uh, you know, I think for the most part, it takes place in one single town. Um, and mm-hmm. there are monsters invading the town, and you have to protect it, basically. But I love I love the art style to it. It's got the anime-esque um, art style. Um, and I was surprised and it actually made, made me feel good about this coming sooner rather than later because they showed a lot of gameplay. They showed a lot more than I thought they would like, say for example, with Metroid or Luigi's mansion, we didn't get any gameplay. We got a logo, right? Right. And and for this, this shows me that it's a little further along and they're, you know, they're comfortable in showing some actual gameplay. Um, and it looks, I, I, I love the aesthetic of it. I love the look of it. Um, yeah. And we've got, let's see. So seeing this actually, once again, made me think about last week. I believe it was last week that we talked about uh, game freaks job announcement. Yep. And you know, everybody was thinking it was tied to Pokemon. Well, we now possibly know it could be this as well. Mm. You know, I right. mean, I think that whoever they're hiring probably will work on Pokemon too, but this is in the work, uh, you know, and they were just advertising for a brand new RPG from, from game freak. So this could be that game. I I'm with you. I, I like the art style. I think it is that I think it is very stylish. And so I'm always a fan of, of games that sort of take this route of like the cell shaded, yeah, uh, breath of the wildy, like shadows, it, wind waker, really, yeah, it reminded me a lot of because wind waker. because it's the, the longevity factor. I feel yep. like these games last so much longer visually, right? Unlike Final Fantasy eight and seven, and, and yeah, yeah, <laughs> seven, right? So, but, I mean, I, but I mean, I think there's something to that. I think that there's something to the fact that Final Fantasy nine, even though it was a little bit. It, it, Look, I know it's more recent, so that's, right. that helps it. But it was also much more stylized than like the realist, the you know, quote unquote, trying to go realistic with with right. eight and and seven. So anyway, but yeah, I think uh, town from a visual standpoint is interesting. From a gameplay perspective, I'm really going to need to see more before mm-hmm. I can I can say that I'm I'm all in on this game because the fact that it. It just takes place in a single town. I'm worried about just how much we're going to do. Right. Because you're going to have to do, you're going to have to do a lot to make it not feel very samey after 10 hours, you know? Mm -hmm. And with this being an RPG, I'm assuming there's going to be player development there's going to be character development there's going to be some sort of experience system so to get me to level my character up and like you said you know there the sort of the premise is monsters attacking this town and i'm just i'm just i'm just worried that it, it's It'll it's feel just too going small. to be very samey yeah what are the environments going to be now i understand that 
I guess there could be surrounding environments that we go out and explore. Yeah, like different regions being or a, something. With this being a hub. But uh, after recently having played a game that I kind of uh, a lot of people uh, gave some grief about this very thing was Shining Resonance Refrain, where that only has one town. And you do go out to these different areas, but you always return to the same town. And so it, it actually made the game feel much smaller than I think it actually was. Okay. So I'm wondering, you know, you know, I don't know. I mean, monsters continually attacking a town sounds very tower defensey to me. I, I don't know. And you're, that's I guess not it's your, all on your presentation. Thing. It's not really my thing. Um, but yeah, I, I really hope it's not a tower defense thing because I'm not into them as well. So, you know, obviously time will tell, but it it did look promising, again, just to kind of reiterate that they showed gameplay and not just a, a logo. Like, they, did, they didn't even do that with Pokemon RPG. Like, the core, they, mm-hmm. they did nothing. So, this one's definitely, I feel like, is going to be out before the core Pokemon game. You, yeah, yeah, because I mean they've 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 been open about Pokemon's later half of nineteen, right? Holiday yeah. nineteen. Yeah, yeah. I I think I think this could be summer. I think this could be summer. Yeah, early summer, maybe um, maybe around E three. That's that's either right before, right after, or you know, just drop it like, hey, it's available now. They could do like a. It could show up in the direct. Yeah, I feel like if I feel like if we start seeing more of this uh, later this year and then early next year, if it sh- pops up in a couple of more directs, I think you're right, Gio. I think it could be sooner rather than later. Right. I and I certainly hope so. Uh, I mean, I, it, if they say 19, we know that they're not going to put out their own game to compete with themselves. Right. So like it has sort of a, a deadline if mm-hmm. it is in fact 2019. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, you, you're right on with that. Uh, so I mean, I guess that's 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 pretty exciting. Uh, yeah. anyway, uh, final RPG for the the direct was none other than Blizzard's Diablo Three Eternal Collection. I've got an article here from I chose one from Gamespot. It kind of gives some information about this. We knew most of this, but they did announce the uh the arrival date. I blinked almost at the due date. I've got school on the brain. <laughs> yeah, if if you didn't like if you didn't remember that they didn't have a release date, you would have totally just not paid attention to it. Yeah. yeah. Um but yeah, they finally came out. What what is it? Is it uh November second. November second. Now for me, I've bought this game twice already, and I don't know if I could do it again. What do you think about it being sixty bucks? I mean, it's got a lot of stuff on it. And currently now, I think it's about $30 on the other consoles mm-hmm. for the same package. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're getting hit with the Switch tax, um, mm-hmm. but it is brand new to the console. You can take it on the go. Um, I guess you got a Ganondorf skin. Uh, so they nintendo fight it a little bit. It just seems like a lot to me. And for such an older game where people potentially have already double dipped or you know have have already bought the game i think it's a big ask for them to pay full price for this but we'll have to see 
Releasing in November at $60, they're almost treating this like it's the first time it's ever been released. Right. You know? And, and they're competing I, I just with, don't know. With, I just don't know. With other bigger games that are coming out. They, you know, you yeah, have, being, and holiday, And there have been yeah. games, right, and there have been games that have moved away from November releases uh, because Red Dead. Red Dead is just going to suck up everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a bold move. That's for certain. I think they but might. But it be, is Blizzard. Yeah, it is Blizzard. You I know, understand I mean, that, but they—they're. I feel like they're pricing themselves out a little bit. You know, if it was, you know, I—I I can't say that it, it would have to be to match the other consoles. I can't say thirty dollars and I'd be in because it is new to the console. I understand that. I would say maybe forty to um, fifty, maybe tops, uh, and even then, fifty, I would not do it. I wouldn't do it. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, I've said before, I've never played Diablo. I don't know if it's the kind of game for me. And I know around that time, I'm just not going to be able to devote 60 bucks to it. So, yeah. I look, I, I am excited for the people who are excited for this. I really mm-hmm. am. I'm glad we're finally getting it. Um, it's definitely 60. Now, Gio, did you predict that we were going to get some uh, some Nintendo fying of this game. Um, I did with this one as well as Dark Souls. Yeah. Um, and uh, there was um, there was another one that I thought they were going to do. I, I don't recall what it was right now. I remember I remember you saying that Skyrim did. I remember you saying that it did do that. Yeah. You didn't predict that, but yeah, you did I mean, say that it did. And it seems like it's it's common practice right now. Um just to kind of add a little bit of Nintendo touch to the games, which is cool. But yeah, and uh so it does have some Zelda themed crossover items once again. I'm getting all this from the GameSpot rundown, uh including a Kuko pet, a Triforce portrait, a set of Majora's mask inspired wings, and then you can customize uh your gear to look like the King of Evil using a Ganondorf transmog instead a bunch of words that I didn't know what they meant <laughs> uh, uh, this was interesting to me this was actually done in house by Blizzard that was pretty cool yeah that Rather is cool they didn't port it off uh, yeah, yeah they didn't have a third party development it, porting it anyway. and like you said it does include all of the updates and post release content uh, since Diablo 3 has been out and along with the base game okay so Diablo three, Diablo three. Um, all right, uh, Gio. Before we move off the direct, uh, did you have anything non RPG wise that stuck out to you? I mean, I know that uh, the new Animal Crossing's got a lot of people excited, and I'm happy for them. Um, I've I have not played any Animal Crossing games, um, but it looks like it i've looked in i've watched some videos on on the other ones it looks interesting um luigi's mansion 3 right off the bat they they hit you with that now luigi's mansion is a really short game so this if they want a full price on this one it's going to have to be considerably longer i think mm. but uh, i'm actually surprised they didn't remaster and and kind of have a luigi's mansion collection mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. in this one uh, noticeably absent <clears throat> was Fire Emblem. 
I was surprised there was nothing there or Pikmin. I've been, yeah, I've been saying that for you've for been a while. you've been begging for Pikmin. For, <laughs> like, where's Pikmin four? Yeah. You know, um, you know they that was that was absent. Um, what else was there? Um, you know, there was some FIFA announcements, NBA two K playground. Yeah, I not too much for me, anyways. I still, and I'm glad that it was there. I still really like the look of Yoshi. Yep, yep. I really like the look of Yoshi. I like. Um, I like the hook of that game. You yeah. know, most Nintendo games sort of have the the thing. You know, uh, the like that the platformer has some sort of hook to it. And I do. I do like the. You could play like all. You can go to the backside yeah. of the levels. I think that's that's interesting. I was actually. I was. Um, I was watching it because it was around six o'clock here, so we were eating dinner as well. Uh, I was watching it with my son and. <laughs> I think it was Luigi's. He loves Luigi's Mansion. Dad, can we get that? I said, "Well, we still got a ways to wait. Wait for that." Um, and it was the same thing with Yoshi. Oh my God, Dad, I want that. I said, "Yep, you, we'll get it. It's just we're gonna have to wait a little bit." And then, and then, uh, and then it got to the Final Fantasy 15 Pocket Edition. And you're like, "Well, son, you can go get that right now." No, no, we're not doing Final Fantasy 15. Uh, okay, so then. Oh gosh, I lost it. I I made the Final Fantasy 15 joke and then Karma hit me. <laughs> what else? What else? Oh 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 um uh the remaster for the the Mario game. The Mario game. The Oh, the Wii Wii U. Yeah, the yep. Mario Brothers Wii U. I'm yep. excited about that. Yeah. Is that it? Once again, didn't play Wii U. You see the little Wii U tablet back there in the back. What you don't see is the layer of dust on it. I. It's not even mine. And the it's coaster rings mine. on I, it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I'm excited. I'm excited about the the Mario platformer. Yeah. Um. I mean, I kind of wish they had done Mario 3D World. I like that a little bit better. Mario 3D World was 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 really good. Yeah, it was good. But I've it never really, really played this one, so it gives me that chance. And it comes with Luigi's U or Luigi, yeah. yeah, yeah the so, Luigi, yeah, yeah. Um, and that was another one, you know, Daddy. Can we get that? And of course, I can't say no to Dang, him. Your boy really loves Luigi, doesn't he? Luigi, Mario, yeah. I was a Luigi guy myself. Yeah, I was the older one, but for some reason, my younger brother got Mario. I don't know why. Hmm. I feel like I feel like that should have been the rite of passage for me, right? Right. That was like my my firstborn right. You was should for Mario. And you I should, gave yeah. it up. I gave it up. You're too, Luigi. You're too nice. You're too nice. You know what it was? It was the height thing. Okay. Luigi was taller. So I was like, okay. This is just me. Yeah. I always <laughs> love to remind my brother that I'm taller. <laughs> but I mean, going back to the direct, it was an okay direct. It was nothing. I mean, it was awesome that Square is finally, you know, supporting the system. Um, I, I was the, mo- the most exciting thing for me was the Game Freak game. Um, but seeing Luigi's Mansion was kind of cool too. But it was entertaining. Uh, I don't know. Like I said before, I just don't know how many of those games are definitely for me. But I know that everything doesn't have to be for me. But the last five minutes were they right. Square Enix. That was a very last minute addition by Square Enix. They listened to our show on Wednesday. Sent Nintendo the footage Wednesday night to be put in to the direct on Thursday morning. Yep. So that was pretty cool. That, that was, was that was probably my favorite part. Thanks for listening, Square. <laughs> oh, actually, and another like completely forgettable part of the direct, like the Nintendo Online. Like, oh, oh. <laughs> I don't oh. know if they made things worse or better, 
for a lot of people. But um, yeah, they there was a Nintendo Online little blurb in there, I guess. And you know, it, it's still not right. I mean, when I say it's not right, I mean like everything is just not right. You know. I know for a fact that this Nintendo Switch has eight Bluetooth channels, okay, for eight pairings of Joy-Cons. Why can't one of them be for Bluetooth audio? You should be able to to do that. And you can have Bluetooth headset, and then there, there it solves your chat issues, okay? Because you don't need all eight channels when you're playing by yourself. You, you know, you, you can lose one. I, yeah, guess what? If you get to eight channels, then you can't use a headset. That's right. it. And also, guess what? If you're playing with eight other people or seven other people you don't in the need, same you're room, you're not going to use a headset. You probably don't need a headset. I don't understand why they... I don't know. That's just that's the biggest flaw in this, is this, this stupid app is required. An, an external device is needed in order for you to chat message i mean yeah i mean message as well as far as we know now i know that there's an update coming up soon it's supposedly rumored that it's going to have messaging i don't know but the chat is the biggest major problem i have with it because we already have external apps that let us do all those things right that let us link up that let us get together and chat and voice chat so the only way the one way that you could make your service better is to build it into the actual machine Mm -hmm. and they didn't no so now we're going to get something that is first party for them and probably not as good as Discord anyway. No. It's just, it's so, uh, it requires way too much to use. Now, you saw that that uh, Splatoon squid looking thing with all the wires just to be able to use a chat headset. And that the cable's like 50 feet long so you can connect it to your Switch while it's <laughs> wherever it is on your, your entertainment center. It, it's just, it's so complicated. Like... For example, my phone doesn't have an audio jack on it, okay? I have a, a Google Pixel 2 or whatever. So it has USB-C uh, only. I can't I can't have no audio jack. I could get a Bluetooth headset for it, but I mean this it's just way too overcomplicated. But and even when- if you did, even if you did, you will still be Rigging up a way, you're going to be doing what I do when I listen to podcasts on my phone and I still want to hear game audio. You're going to have earbuds inside your headset (laughs) just so you can hear game audio and your chat audio. So unnecessary. And what happens? Is this 2001? It's not even to the, this is so way so far behind the times. And what happens when your phone is dead or dying? So now that needs to be plugged in. And I can't do that. I can't I can't yes, have an adapter. I, I have the iPhone 7 and I'm in the same boat. Guess what? My charging port is the same as my audio headphone port. Right. So yeah, unless I get Bluetooth earbuds, I can't charge and listen at the same time. So now I've got to charge. I've got to listen. I've also got to game audio. 
<laughs> it's it's a it's a, a mess. And then the cloud saves, I mean it's it kind of stinks that they ha- they're locking it behind this. I mean, I I still feel like they should allow the the user to save their own stuff and then also allow for the cloud saving. And apparently once your subscription ends, so does cloud saving. I wish I, I should I should yeah I should have linked an article because I was reading I was reading a rundown of that that to me is such a failure mm-hmm. that to me is such a failure what if what if something were to happen that you had no control over right and your subscription lapsed right your your subscription accidentally lapsed. And, and then you're, you the, lose the your switch or whatever. was that they may not, it doesn't automatically delete, but it was just that they, they can delete it. Right. They may not, it may not be for sure, but they can. But just like that, it's uh, to me, Murphy's Law then takes over because with Nintendo, Murphy's Law just takes over. If something bad is going to happen, if something bad can happen, it's going to happen with Nintendo. Yeah. So yeah, your subscription is going to lapse. Two days later, they're going to delete your stuff. <laughs> You know, now I understand it is just the cloud save. Right. Yeah. It's so still locally. You would still have the thing local. And I guess once you re up your account, you could re cloud everything. Right. But why don't but, they just hold on to the data? It's not much data that's stored. No, just hold on to it for three months or six months or whatever. Or <laughs> let us hold on to it on a USB drive. Yep. Bottom line, that, <laughs> that just, saves their space. And, yeah. and, with the hacking community the way it is, I'm su- I would be shocked, and I'm surprised they haven't found a way to have this stuff saved or backed up. But, anyways, that was that was uh one of uh, the many issues with that Nintendo. Just that little small I don't segment. What was it five seven minutes? Actually, Geo, you actually have no reason to be upset because you just need to be thankful that. This didn't happen. Okay. Hear me out. Not only do you have to use your phone (laughs) to chat using the chat app, but Nintendo creates a proprietary headset that you have to get to plug into your phone to chat. I mean, that that doesn't sound too far-fetched. You've got to get their headset or the app won't work. Right. Yeah. That sounds like an Apple thing to do, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. True. But, um... What was I the love other? My Apple overlords, though. <laughs> so they had the. Um, they also had some uh, special member benefits. So you, you get you get special items where you can for there for online subscribers only, um, and I actually think it's a it's one of the questions. Um, uh, it questions. is indeed uh, from Mister Tuwile. What do we think about having special edition, uh, special edition controllers? behind a paywall yeah and that is exactly what you're talking about i mean that's okay because they i mean it wasn't really behind a paywall they kind of had that with club nintendo where you could buy special things you know offer things they can use you can actually use your gold your points with but um that those controllers are the most useless things to be docked other than charging you can this you cannot play with those while docked, you actually have to disconnect, and then you're playing the classic games that they are making available for you. But other than that, you can't play. You can't like it makes zero sense to mm-hmm. play them. Mm-hmm. Um, 
while they're actually on the dock. But um, at, for collector's point of view, for for me, I could see those being a little uncommon or hard to find. So for me, a I would have to take a look at and, and maybe buy them. <laughs> to be honest with you, but that's just a that's just a me collector thing. Now, because we can't really we can't play other games other than the Nintendo Classic games, right? With those controllers, there there aren't um, there aren't those buttons. There, it's really the yeah. Nintendo yeah. Classic, uh, the NES controller. So, so they're only really putting a controller that you can only use with Nintendo Online service behind the Nintendo Online service. So, to me, I don't necessarily have a problem with it. Because, well, I don't necessarily have a problem with it because you can't use it if you don't have Nintendo Online anyway. Right. It's just, it's useless. So, I feel like they're putting it behind there, but even if they didn't, it would be behind there anyway because you cannot play games unless you have Nintendo Online anyway. Right. So. So, uh, I don't know. It's still... And, and even another thing is that there aren't even any games that I would that would use the service for. I mean, I know that if I was getting Diablo three, th- uh, that would be one of the games. But other than that, there really are no multiplayer games that I I play on the Switch. Right. So, uh, I mean, I don't know. Okay. Well, anyway, anyway, it's just Nintendo yes. being Nintendo. I think overall, good direct. Great Square Enix. That's that's a wrap. That's yeah, a wrap. That's okay. a wrap on that. that that's a wrap. Let's talk Bandai, Bandai Namco. What, what did they do now? Bandai Namco. Uh, from GoNintendo.com, we've got that an interview in Famitsu talk, talking about Tales of Vesperia Definitive Edition, which is coming, as we know, later this year, winter. But there's some tidbits in there that if you are a fan of the Tales of series, will probably more than likely be music to your ears. Music to your ears. And that is other remasters of the Tales games are and remakes are being planned or quote unquote soft in the works based on fan requests and desires. So that they are the anti-Square Enix. They are. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Square doesn't care what you think. Yep. I mean, this, this could just we, be. Square thinks that people are interested in JRPGs again after many years <laughs> of not being interested in them. So, I mean, this could just be lip service anyways. They could be doing absolutely nothing or they could, in fact, be doing it. Um, but, I mean. I, it's a it's a fantastic thing that they're listening to people. A lot of the tales of games, you know, when you ask someone who loves tales or just a group of people who like tales, you ask them what their favorite is, and you get so many different answers. You really do. You get you get the gamut of of answers, and that just shows you that, like each individual game touches a different person differently, and there are so many good games in this series. Um, but one thing they did do, which I don't know how I'd feel about it, they they have this remastered version coming out, and then they had this special anniversary version coming out as well that you can only get in the Bandai Namco store. 
it's it's got a steel book. It's got some keychain doodads. It's it, it's really not much of a special edition. It does have an art book. I think it also has a soundtrack, and they're selling it for a hundred bucks. So the regular base game is fifty bucks, and there's all this other stuff is another fifty bucks. It just doesn't seem worth it to me. So I think there's a little price gouging in there, but you know the game is good. A lot of people love the game. I like the fact that they're they're listening to their people, their fans, and you know maybe we'll we will get more down the line. Other things to come out of that, uh, the team is focusing on putting Tales games on consoles first. Uh, they, uh, once again, this, like what you're saying, does kind of feel like lip service a little bit. Like, uh, they're telling us kind of what we're going to hear. Uh, this is interesting. Uh, they have a new development structure for Tales games, but can't tell us what it is. And then uh, the the development is being handled by the studio with reliable staff members who built up the series. Okay. Uh, and I'm doing a bunch of air quotes. A lot of just air over quotes and over, there. just over and over again. <clears throat> so that is, um, so that is sort of what came out of that. I'm with you. I, I, I mean, look, I hope that it's not just, you know, s- just spitting out empty words mm-hmm. because, uh, having recently played, I mean, going back to the first ones, Tales of Fantasia, Tales of Destiny, I think that those would be great. Getting some that we never really got the true game. We got, like, our Tales of Fantasia version on the GBA is widely considered the worst port in history <laughs> of any series of any game. So having some redemption there in the West would be big. Having some redemption, uh, some uh, there there are better versions of Tales of Destiny in, in in Japan than there are in the West. So I mean, I think even going back that far, and to me, those are good games. Tales of Symphonia is obviously an obvious choice, mm-hmm. um, and I think probably could be a bit easier than going way back, right. like I would love. Sticking with Bandai Namco. We've got an article here from rpgamer.com. Great site. They have, uh, Bandai Namco has announced a new uh, mobile game. Yeah. New mobile game for, for Tales uh, called Tales of Crystoria. Uh, what do we really know about this? Uh, I, I, I hear mobile and I check out a little bit. Yeah. We, we don't know too much. I mean, what was just shown was a, a cinematic trailer so there wasn't too much shown but i i think it's i think it's interesting that they're they're going out there as well with like nintendo's kind of doing the same thing with the uh dragalia lost so you you they're 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 dipping their toes into the mobile market as well as Bethesda. Yeah. So you have a lot more of this kind of really cross... It's not really cross-platform, but you got these developers, these bigger developers, going into the mobile market. And and this will be sort of the true mobile experience. The game will be free to play and feature in-game transactions. So when you say mobile uh, experience, it's it's in-game uh, transactions. So it's... Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's the format that... Uh, everyone loves it's the format <laughs> that everyone desires. 
But I mean, so, it would yeah. be nice if they would just release the, and I don't know if they'll do it because it, it wouldn't make as much money. Just kind of a full price, you know, whatever it is, fifteen bucks, you get everything. But that doesn't make money. No, it, do- it doesn't. No, it doesn't. How dare you, Chill. <sighs> greedy, greedy, greed! I, I say. I am greedy. Finally, from DualShockers.com, we've got something that's very exciting for me. For you? Very exciting for me. Uh, the Banner Saga animated series is being considered by the studio, okay? Um, the we don't Once again, we don't really have many details on this. Uh, professional gaming journalist uh, Geo... <laughs> went in and tried to get some confirmation. We still don't really have much information outside of the fact that it's being considered. Right. Um, so this would be, f- this would be really good. This would right. be really good for me. One of the strengths of that series, once again, Banner Saga three released not too long ago. One of the strengths of that series is the animation. It mm-hmm. is in, okay. It's two things It's the animation it's the storytelling. The gameplay of those games, the combat is good. The combat is solid and would be like the third pillar. But to me, the storytelling and and the look and feel of that world is by and far sort of the the main two things for me. Yeah. Uh, I was like getting through fights just to get back to the story. So what did you think about this from from the point of view of someone who hasn't necessarily invested a lot of time in the series? Right. Like you said, I, I really haven't. I've been wanting to, um, especially, you know, from people who talk about it glowingly like you do, um, as well as other people. But the the this has to be on, I think, on the right network. Um, I think it's it's not a G rated as far as I know. No. It's not a G rated. It's not even a PG thirteen rated show, or if it was to be a show, or maybe it is a PG thirteen. I mean, I'm not based talk- on the things in the game because because combat wasn't in the in the actual cutscenes. I think so you, you have- get away with PG thirteen violence. Okay, okay. but the. As far as I remember, there there wasn't like necessarily the level of language that, or like mature content that would take it into R. I don't think. Okay. You know, um, just again, just going off of the cinematics that I'm kind of remembering, I'm thinking something in the long lines of Castlevania mm-hmm. that Netflix mm-hmm. has right now, mm-hmm. um, and I absolutely love that series. Um, so. If if Netflix was the network, I, and I think something like a you know a video on demand service, whether it's Hulu, Amazon, whatever it is that, that ends up being, I think that's more the appropriate angle. But I mean, it, it's definitely interesting for sure. You know, uh, being that the game also is kind of open open ended, you know, I I don't know how how they would handle that. Would it be? In, a, in the same similar world or would it be something you know off to the side of this this story here um i i'm glad that you brought it up because that's what i was going to dive into next was my one my one i, I won't even call it a concern a curiosity is because the the hook of the games are player choice right and players choices matter 
for for three games, like you start you start you make a choice in game one, and you still feel the effects of it in game three. So anytime you go from open ended choice driven narrative, does it really make the leap to television or movie where you? You have no agency. You have no control. I think it can. So, yeah, um, I think I think what it would what what would be important to me, and I know part of me part of me it pains me to say this, but I think you have to get away from the actual story. Yes, you have to you have to make something brand new, and I think this team is created enough, creative enough to do that. I think there are parts of the world that you could definitely tell good stories in that isn't hinging on the game story. I, and I'm sort of a fan of this in a lot of different things. Yep. Let the game story be the, the, the game story yeah. and let other mediums tell other stories that play to their strengths. Right. If it's a, if it's a good story, it's going to captivate people. You're not going to have to worry about, Oh, you know, this character's missing. This character is missing. Uh, one example I can think of, of, uh, of this kind of similarity here is the walking dead. So the walking dead has its own show. It also has its own graphic novel there. They follow the, they follow the same path, but then they also have the, you know, fear of the walking dead. So this could essentially be the fear of the walking dead where it's in the same universe, Mm -hmm. um, but it's kind of doing its own, its own thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And you know, there could be some intertwining characters. I mean, there's, there's, there's definitely a possibility of that. Um, but if they need writers or any idea guys, they should come and see us first is the bottom line. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, no, but I, I am all for, I feel like some worlds, some universes are just, they just have enough to get the multimedia treatment. And I think this is one of them. Mm-hmm. I know I'm, I'm really biased in saying that I, it's hard to be objective because I, I intimately love this series. Yeah. I just think it's very important that if they do something, take it away from the game series as far as possible. Because I while I get what you're saying, where where if a if a story is good enough, it's going to be good enough in multiple medias mediums. But anytime you make a story where people's choices are part of the storytelling as soon as you give them a definitive, this is the definite lore, it sort of cheapens that a little and bit. And you, lo- you so, lose people that way. Yeah. Because, I mean, look, we, we all know like when people like Bioware and, um, and, and Bethesda come out and they say, yeah, this is the, this is the actual canon. Right. People, people lose their minds because like, oh, well, I thought my choice mattered. <laughs> you know, well, why are we saying official canon? Mine is the official, you know, so... Even though it changes nothing, even no. though saying this is the official canon changes nothing, you can still make your own canon. This is just the canon that they need to follow the wanted, for yeah. their story, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, anyway. All right. That wraps up the news. This is a great week of news. Good, good, good. The, uh, the, the, direct, the director was kind to us. It was. Uh, Gio, what you been playing? Um, I, I'm still playing Divinity Original Sin. Too. Still liking it? Oh, my God. Top five RPG ever. Easily. Ever? Ever. If, E-V-E-R. If this should win Game of the Year. This is my... So far, this is my Game of the Year. This is Gio's Game of the Year. Yep. We need to, we need <laughs> to have a podcast Game of the Year watch. All right. Well, I just spoiled it. So Yeah, there you go. 
<laughs> Welcome to uh, Switch RPG pod, uh, Podcast uh, Game of the Year Watch presented the by Game Awards. The Switch yeah. RPG Awards. The Switch yeah, RPG it's, Awards. It's such uh, a such a good game. I love featuring it. Divinity Original Sin Two <laughs> and Path of Exile One. Did but, that even come out this year? Path of Exile. No, that's yeah, been also out. neither of those are Switch games. No, <laughs> no, no. I mean, I've I played a lot of Switch games, but um, I you know, I've been playing Hand of Fate. I'm kind of waiting for um, they're doing kind of an update with the battle system, so I'm kind of waiting on that um, because it, it does feel really, really clunky right now. Um, but they're they're doing a patch on that, so I'm I'm kind of waiting for that. Uh, Salt and Sanctuary, I quit. Um, and and. You know, it was too hard. Shut up. <laughs> it was it was too hard. Okay, it was too hard. I'm too old for this, and I quit. Geo Geo found himself um, looking through a walkthrough and said, "Where where did what am I where doing? did I go what wrong? Am I doing? Yeah, <laughs> what what do I do? I had I had many recordings. Like what? Like <laughs> which I can't say now. But I mean, I'm like, what am I doing wrong? I don't understand. Like, yeah. <laughs> I know I am not this bad, but yeah, I fought. Apparently I fought through that big time. Um, I am uh, still playing a bit of uh, Final Fantasy 14. 14. You, you still playing that? With, um, I'm sorry. You still playing with that with your brother, or did you? Say I was you? actually never playing with anyone. Oh, okay. Uh, I was just playing playing myself. Remember that was like my uh, relearn how to play a game. Like uh, kinda, yeah, your you moment. Know, no, yeah, no, no mini map or anything. Just sort of feeling out. Um, I never really noticed how sort of useless the quests are in that game. Uh, it's, it's an MMO, yeah, I mean, right? I know MMOs. There you go. Uh, I, I look. I know. <laughs> You know, a lot of quests are useless, but I don't know. I just felt like maybe it being Final Fantasy, I thought that there would be a little bit more to the quest. Yeah. The main story is fairly interesting, but man. Yeah. See, like, that's that's the issue I, with MMOs, though. You know, I mean, they try and ta- tie this 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 story, na- this narrative with with all these these little kind of mundane quests that really don't add much to the main to the story. That's what I feel. It's just it's a lot of filler in them. My thing is though, because because part of the part of the thing for me was like I want to slow down and sort of read everything. Yeah. But now I'm realizing why I didn't because like it doesn't give me anything. If if like I enter an area and these quests were like giving me tidbits about the area, I'd be totally fine because it doesn't. I don't necessarily need the quest to be grand scale interesting because I know like scripting wise and yeah. you know in a shared space they can't necessarily have like NPCs going with you and and doing like grand scale things but if the text would just give me a little bit of like history on the areas and things like that I feel like I'd be a lot more fulfilled but it's literally like uh, uh, Jack Black over there needs you to get these three things. Okay, cool. You got these three things. Goodbye. His 150 XP. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, well, what did what were these three things like? How does that affect like? Yeah, that's, know, what, that's yeah, that's the blah, blah, biggest blah. problem with MMOs, really. I mean, if you were playing like a mainframe, like a 
whether it's 10 or 10-2 or whatever, uh, even if it's a different franchise altogether, but not an MMO, I, th- I feel like you're going to get a little bit more quality, I guess, out of the side quests. I mean, you're still going to get those fetch quests or those sure. nonsensical quests, but I feel like the majority of majority of them are going to add to the main narrative or kind of fill in a lot of empty spaces. Yeah, because, I mean, I kind of get what you're saying. Uh, like a single-player experience, let's take Skyrim, for instance. Yep. Skyrim, I mean, it's fetch. It, uh, go get this. Take this to so, so-and-so. Go steal this. But it seems like Skyrim's telling stories. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like they are giving you these meaningless things to do, but it's all in the form of telling you a story. Whereas in an MMO, it's like, go get these three things to give you experience. Right. Like, oh, we need you to do this task so that we can give you experience so that you can level up so that you can get out of this area and go to the next area so that you can eventually just level up all the way. You know, so it's just sort of a different. I'm discovering it's a different (sighs) aim or goal, you know, (laughs) so. Feels a little cheap. Cool. Calling no, it out. Not cheap. All right. Uh, let's let's talk about what is coming out this week. Um, <clears throat> do, 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 do. So this week, starting on the sixteenth, we have uh, we oh we still have that Undertale releasing on Saturday deal, but we looked up last week. I believe yeah. that was actually the eighteenth. Right. It's releasing on Tuesday. Um, also releasing on Tuesday is Labyrinth of Refrain, Coven of Dusk. Evan on the site is reviewing that currently, so uh, keep your eye open for that. Then on Friday, we had the big boy, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, Torna, the Golden Country. I almost said the Golden Years because I listened <laughs> to that podcast, but the Golden Country. Yeah, so that's going to be a big one. Yeah, Gio, are you uh, are you diving into that? I know, I know you got the Xenoblade two, the Xenoblade Chronicles two heartbreak. Yeah, I do have the heartbreak. Um, Divinity's got me by the by the ankles. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah, yeah. Good, good save. <laughs> they 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 got me good. Although Torna, I'm told, is kind of a good. Um, it it doesn't really. I mean, it, it connects the main story but it's a good solid 50 60 hours which is it like, a, like it's another game it is another game um they monolith soft definitely does dlc and season passes right whereas breath of the wild i don't feel like was not even close to this that's yeah. just my opinion but I think I think they did a fantastic job with their DLC. And had I had I not lost all that time, I would probably be playing that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's too bad we didn't have cloud saves. <sighs> it's too bad. I can't say what I want to say. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to hear from you. Yeah. Better move on before Geo slips up. Remember, we're all about community here at the Switch RPG Podcast. So if you want to be a part of the show, remember you can email us your questions, 
by using the special form we have on the website. The link for that is switchrpg.com slash podcast. Fill it out <clears throat> and send it to us. Um, the official the official uh, time that it takes to do that is is 7.2 seconds. You can do it in 7.2 seconds. That yep. is uh, scientifically documented. Right. It is. We, uh, we keep track of these stats. Just ask Paul Nichols. <laughs> he, he just everyone knows Paul faithfully uses the form, mm-hmm. and we we appreciate it. Definitely so that yep. seven point two seconds. Like I said, it's it's uh, it's legit. It's a it's thing. Well documented. Yeah, yeah, it's a thing. It's a thing. So uh, let's check. Let's check. Well, we got questions for that we actually haven't already answered. Uh, we answered two hours earlier, which yep. was asking about the controllers behind the paywall. I, I personally don't have a huge problem with it because you can't play anything other than those Nintendo Classic games as far as I'm aware. Yeah, unless so. some of the games kind of get released where there's only two-button action going. Yeah. So it really it really is only two buttons. <clears throat> Start um, and select if you consider those buttons yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. True. Okay, so uh, speaking of Paul Nichols, this... Is actually something that I suggested for side quest this week, and Paul stole it right out from he did or me he did which is okay because we get to answer it here yes and then we also get a side quest so he <clears> asks <throat> what movie or TV series franchise would you like to see get a high quality RPG here's here's my answer and I and I am cautiously optimistic about this entirely. They are already doing my request with The Witcher. They got it on the perfect network. They have Henry Cavill doing uh, Geralt. Or Geralt. I don't know how that will work. I'm going to put the faith in the people. So, I mean, had this not even happened, I would have said The Witcher. It's just I get concerned about video game adaptations just like you would with Banner Saga or any other game. Um, I get concerned because a lot of them don't know. They don't know the source material very well, but apparently Henry Cavill does. So he says, um, but I would let's I, see those play times, Henry. Yeah. Let's see them. Right. You know, do you have that crazy? He's I don't, like, Oh, I'm a hardcore. What's your, uh, what's your three player? I've got 60 hours. What? That's not hardcore. Um, it would have to be The Witcher. And I know that's the kind of the cheap answer, cheap way out. But it would have to be that. Now, I would I would love to see a Fallout one. Here's the problem. I've seen a lot of bad Fallout short films on YouTube. So it really it leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Where, you know, I, I see them and I just don't. They don't look that good. So I just feel like Hollywood can not do much better. And I would prefer them not touch it. But I'm going to cheat. I'm going to say The Witcher. For for a live action. I'm talking. Okay. Yeah. For live action. Animated. Or that's a whole different level. Well, and I'm going to animate it because I honestly think. It they no one has proved it to me yet that we can do live action well. And I don't know what it is about the leap to live action that okay. just makes it for live I'm sorry, live action you said, right? Yes. Okay, I'm sorry. And no one's proved it to me that, mm-hmm. that we can actually do live action. I don't know what it is about the jump. Uh because I was thinking I mean 
games have looked realistic for a while now. And so like, I feel it shouldn't be as hard because I know in the past, like the jump to video game to live action is that for a long time, video games just didn't look real. Mm-hmm. Right. So the things, even the, we even saw this. Okay. Well, we saw this with, um, uh, resident evil. Any of them. Two. The game Wait, no. or the film? Yeah. Are they doing, is that resident evil? They, they're, they're doing the remaster, the remaster for two. The yeah. Uh, for two? Yes. It, it was shown. Remastering it, was shown two. it was shown in the PlayStation. Yep. Showcase. Okay. There were a lot of people complaining that they changed the look of that, the main character in that, the guy, right? And it's just that the original Resident Evil didn't look realistic. Like, he didn't look like a real person. Games now look like real people. Right. So, that we're even seeing that, like, with with that example, right? So, back in the day, games made the jump to real life, and it just looked off. But... I just don't know. I just I'm not sold on live action yet. Maybe The Witcher can do it for me. So I am going animated. Um, and I uh, first because I have to. I'm contractually obligated to say Dragon Age, uh, <laughs> but I will also provide some some reasons why. And I think the same reason why The Witcher works, Dragon Age would work. Mm-hmm. Now. <clears throat> I'm going to be hypocritical in that I think you could do Dragon Age. I think you could do the Dragon Age, especially like Dragon Age Origins. I think you could do that storyline fine. I think mm-hmm. you could do that fine. And once again, I am talking about animated. I'm not talking about live action. Um, and I think you could do that fine. But I also think you could just tell other stories. The thing is, Dragon World, uh, Dragon Age's world is so rich with history. I think you could do other stories i mean there have been a multitude of books and there have been there has been a movie um so i mean it's it's already happened in the past my choice would be series though i am always going to take tv series over movie anytime you could tell a better story i would much rather it in video game format i would much rather you have five to eight to ten hours to tell me a story than at one and like an hour and a half to two hours Mm -hmm. i just feel like you can tell a better story so I'm going to say Dragon Age. Um, past that, I'm thinking, um, I'm thinking Final Fantasy. Um, I think I want to say 12 because of the political in- intrigue. You could you could do something interesting. Yeah. Uh, but then I obviously would love to see six. I would love to see because, and I've said this before, because six itself treats itself like a theater like a theater production okay it treats itself like a theater production so i think six really kind of lends itself to like a television format because large parts of that game the party members are ripped out and taken to other places so you could have entire episodes dedicated to a person or um you could jump back and forth between perspectives so i want to say final fantasy six there i also think Xenoblade Chronicles would make original Xenoblade Chronicles, Xenoblade Chronicles two. Yep. I think both of those would make really look. There were movies in and of themselves. The cutscenes for Xenoblade Chronicles one are like twelve hours long. I know. You string them all together. <laughs> They're literally is a twelve hour YouTube video, right? 
And I've watched it all. And just fill, fill in the gaps, if there are any, you know, with something. A couple of battles. And the thing is, with Xenoblade Chronicles 2, I can't really remember if this is the case for Xenoblade Chronicles 1. Somebody tell me. But with Xenoblade Chronicles 2, battles don't even matter. No. Battles don't even matter. You beat this guy, and then all of a sudden in the cutscene, he's beating you. So, like, it doesn't matter. They can put together an animation of a little bit of fighting, and then boom, you're done. Mm-hmm. You're done. I would also I would also be totally fine with all of those games being hand like like looking hand drawn. You yeah. don't have to do you don't have to do 3D Xenoblade Chronicles 2 for me to be happy. Yeah. Personally, you don't. Something the way uh Banner Saga looks where it's kind of like just two-dimensional kind of not South Park-ish, but like cel-shaded um mm-hmm. flat. That that's perfect. And you can get away with so much more. You don't need CG, you know. I think mm-hmm. that's where a lot of these go wrong with live action is the CG can make or break a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's bad, it's bad. And it's and it's expensive. It's expensive, but if it's bad, it sticks out like a sore thumb. And just look at Mortal Kombat. Look at, I mean, it was kind of early in the CG realm of things, but there's, there's just a lot of bad CG out there. But, yeah. So, I mean, that's where it can make or break a film for sure. I know we always go back to it, but I mean, I think right now it's like, it's sort of like the premier video game IP when it comes to television and movies, but Castlevania, was that, that was quote unquote hand drawn, right? I understand that everything is done in the computer now. Right, like, no, no. It's it is definitely, flat it, two dimensional. It's flat two dimensional and it's it's an anime style. Um, it's, it's really, really good. Um, I know that there may be some issues with some, some people have issues with some of the storyline, but I actually like it. Um, it's only three episodes this for the first season and the new season is coming out and it's definitely, I, I, it's must watch. I I think anyways. Cool. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of, uh, TV questions today. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we did. We did. Um, Uh, we also, I'm sorry. We also have, um, Paul Nichols also asked, uh, what is the best movie based on a video game? What is the worst movie? Okay. Um, I feel like this is a question for you because just real quick, I'll get it out of the way. I, I have, I don't, I don't even know what video game movie I've ever watched because I have heard that they've all been bad, so I haven't wasted my time on them. Um, I, I would definitely. He also has some picks. He has uh, Resident Evil for his best, as well as the '90 Super Mario Brothers movie uh, being the worst. worst. Um, <laughs> yeah. But here's the thing, though. I watched that '90s Super Mario Brothers movie non-stop and you know i could still watch it it's bad i totally see you later i love it it's not it's it makes zero sense it you're making you're trying to make sense of a movie um that really has the most basic boring plot line okay you put it in this silly cyberpunk world you have Dennis Hopper, is it Dennis Hopper as Koopa? It makes zero sense. Really, it's just, they're just names of people uh, that are related to Super Mario. I like it, okay? It is not the worst, all right? What is the worst? <laughs> Resident Evil, okay? <laughs> Resident Evil movies have zero, zero to do with the actual games they they make no sense uh, okay okay okay, okay. Yeah. but but for the reasons why earlier, i like mario i hate to. 
They're not supposed to? No, they don't have to. They but they're trying to. to. That's the problem. Oh, they're trying oh, okay. to. Um, I mean, I, you could just go on forever. We we actually did Far Cry. Uh, you may not have known that they made a, a, move, a movie out of it, but that's also a terrible movie. Silent Hill 1, um, the first Silent Hill, is probably, the I think, the best. Um, kind of closely related to the video game. There are a lot of mistakes in that one when it comes to matching the story. Um, but I mean, you're not always going to get that right, but I think Silent Hill one, um, or Wreck-It Ralph is probably the best video game movie that you're going to see out there. And Wreck-It Ralph is just, um, a, a, a movie with video games in it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just very referential. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that we were going to sort of break, break through with, uh, with Tomb Raider 2017, yeah, that didn't necessarily get the the critical acclaim that, or really the audience score that I I, I was thinking it would, right? Um, which is sort of disappointing. I feel like that series sort of lends itself to a, a cool action flick, and yeah. I don't know if they're trying to gamify it too much, or if they just didn't stick close enough to the story, or if they should have just told its own story. Mm, yeah, I mean, just tell its own story, Tomb Raider. Lends itself to that. I think that they got scared because they felt like they needed to do an origin story, uh, but I don't think you have to. We don't need an origin story for. We don't need to know the origin of every single character ever out there. Okay. I don't think when people were coming into the fourth Indiana Jones movie, they were wondering like, <laughs> "Oh, I wonder how he got started adventuring." Right. We we don't we don't need it. You know, Star Wars did it. They were terrible. Sorry, people who like the prequels, they're all bad. We don't need to know how Darth Vader became Darth Vader. We just know that Darth Vader exists, okay? We don't need to know all these origins for for people. But with uh with with Tomb Raider, now I've never never watched Tomb Raider. It it did look promising. So did Warcraft. Yeah. So did Prince Did you of did Persia. you see Warcraft? What's that? Did you actually watch Warcraft? No. no. Yeah, I didn't either. Um, I feel like that game, I feel like the game going back to what I was saying earlier would have fared possibly better if it had been animated. Yeah. If it had been animated, I think. I, I feel like you could say that with, with any of these, they would be better if they were an, animated because we're just such in a good time of animation right now. Yeah, I agree. I feel like, I feel like there's so many good animated things right now. And yeah. I think people consume animation, but I mean, I feel like I feel like we're just in a, in a really because there's time. there's a there's adult themed animation now, you yes, know. Whereas you. before it was it was all you know geared towards a younger audience. Now you have adult themed animation, and and people people like it. So, that's, well, I mean, I feel like I feel like for the longest time you did have sort of your staple adult animated stuff, right? We think of all the the show. We think of those few shows that have been running for forty years now. But it just seems like if you if you look on Netflix, if it, we'll just take Netflix as an example, and I'm wondering when sort of the other streaming services are going to catch up to this, the whole animation deal. But Netflix, there are so many animated things hitting Netflix every month that are original, original Netflix that Netflix is actually funding. Yeah, one is Dragon are, Prince. Definitely watch that one. Yes, yep. they're they're owning animation right now, adult animation specifically too. So I think we're just living in a really good time for the stuff. And I, I, I just want video game IPs to, to lean into that, lean yeah. into that. Let it, let it happen. Just let it happen. It's fine. 
And it's the even the aesthetic that I'm liking in video games is the anime cell shaded type art style. I'm 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 loving it. I'm just take a bath in it. Yeah, um, and we kind of already answered Captain Vulgar's question here because his question was also what RPGs would you like to see as a show? Sure. My answer to that is I will always take show over movie. Yeah. So everything that I said before can make it a show. Mm-hmm. Can make it a show. Yeah. Very cool. Wait, did we say that? Did we say what? Did we actually answer Paul Nichols' question? Um, we didn't answer his question. Say what? Or I didn't answer his question. You didn't answer his question. I answered his question. You you were backing away. You were running away. No, uh, you didn't answer it either. You said The Witcher. That's not a TV series. What movie or TV franchise would you like to see in the high? Qu- oh, we answered it the reverse. Yeah, we we essentially answered Captain Vulgar's question. Okay, all right. Yeah, well, okay. So what? Yeah, what movie or TV series do you want to see made into a video game? <sighs> okay. Hmm. Because New- I knew I had I had answers. Okay. All right. New Girl. Is that what you're gonna say? No. <laughs> shut up. Okay. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Was a conversation that we had before the episode started, just so everybody knows. Um, what? Okay, so I, because I was also going to do like what, what kind of genre and everything. Um, so I would want. I, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with what I think is is an easy answer, right? I'm going to start with Lord of the Rings. We've we've already gotten a pseudo. Okay, well, first of all, we already did get an actual turn-based RPG. Let's not forget about the Third Age. Ugh. Okay, we did get that. Um, but then we also now have a pseudo RPG, an action, an action game that has RPG elements in the Middle Earth games, the Shadow of Mordor, Shadow of Mordor mm-hmm. Two, or Shadow of War. I'm sorry. Um, so we already are seeing that it can be done. And so I would love for it to go to the full action RPG realm. Mm-hmm. I, that is another world and universe that I think is so rich in lore and history that you could, you could definitely tell. I like what shadow of Mordor does in telling its own story. I still think, I still think it played it too safe putting it so close to the Lord of the Rings time period and linking everything back into all of the characters and everything that we already knew from the trilogy. I say completely cut it off, go somewhere else, make it completely different and, and, and take it to RPG. RPG I mean, that world's so big. There's gotta be something else going on in there. Right. Yeah. Um, you did, you did really cheat there. I'm just, I'm just saying, okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to cheat a little bit as well. Okay, not not really. I think Scott Pilgrim would be a, a fantastic option. Um, I mean, it's already got that video game quality, and I want to say, was there a video game on that already? But I, th- either way, it, I don't, I don't, I don't think it was an RPG. But I, I think that could uh, lend itself to being an RPG. Uh, I I will go a little bit further. We'll, we'll do a couple. So Interstellar, if you take the concept of Interstellar, right? So the world is dying. We've got to go to space to find another planet. I think 
don't follow the actual story, but take it conceptually, make it an RPG, make it a, um, a sort of survival RPG. So you're landing on planets, you're scouting out, you're, um, you're contesting the environment, but then you can also put in some like creatures. And so you, you could have combat as well, but sort of make it mass effecty in that. I mean, you know, mass effects already space, but right. with the concept of world is dying, you could even have Matthew McConaughey do the, do the voice work. There That's goes, fine. There goes your budget. You can do that. Yeah. Yeah. As everything's all right. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah. So, so, uh, I'll, I'll go that route in the same vein. We'll stay in the Nolan universe inception going dream within dream within dream within dream. Oh, I think, boy. um, the game, oh, it was in the Sony. It was in the Sony press conference at E3. It was very, it was very Inception-y, and I can't remember the name of it. Okay, I want to say Breakers, but I don't think that's it. But like, there's stuff like just you know, like the floors like going up and down, and like the walls are folding in, and things like. I, I think that'd be cool. Okay, yeah, something wacky, something really Doctor wacky. Strange. You could do that, Doctor, Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah, you, you could do, do Doctor Strange. <clears throat> no, I'm st- I'm sticking with Scott Scott Pilgrim. I think that's a good one. Yeah, make it happen. Somebody make it happen. Not me. Yeah, I don't have that talent. Walking Dead. I mean, you got Telltale. I mean, it's not really yeah, an RPG. Yeah, but I mean, that's but, not RPG. No, but you could make it RPG. Sure. Yeah, yeah you, you could. Could you do? Could you do Walking Dead in like a tactical RPG style? I guess you could. I mean, um, yeah, you could. I, I'm actually kind of uh, like, well, kind of like uh, original Fallout's, like Fallout One. Yeah, Wasteland Two. Uh, is exactly yeah, Wasteland what, I, 2, yeah. what I was thinking. So yeah, it, it could it could definitely be done, for sure. Um, going back to uh, what movies you wanted to see, um, I, I totally missed out. Was uh, is Metroid? I would absolutely love to see an animated mm-hmm. Metroid. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, Nintendo, get on it. Or Dark Souls. And the final, final one I was thinking about earlier, Lost. I would take a I would take a Lost. There you go. Yeah, like an island. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with, Don't with spoil the ending for me. I <sighs> still haven't watched it. The best ending in TV history. <clears throat> That's not what I heard. <clears throat> All right, Geo. So did we answer that properly this time? I think we finally answered okay, it. Okay. I good. think we finally answered it. I feel okay. bad. All right. All right. Uh, Geo. Yo. Everybody pack your bags. It's time to go on a side quest. This is a shorty, though. It's a short yeah, side it's, quest. It's, yeah, so it's just, maybe just like pack one bag. One bag? Overnight bag. Overnight bag. Sure. Overnight bag. So Overnight basically, um, this was asked about on the Switch RPG Twitter account. Uh, what games are in your backlog? Um, I don't have too many in my backlog, but I do have some. I have um, I have Lost Odyssey. Uh, I've been I have the game. I've been wanting to play it. I just don't have the time right now to play it. Um, also, I do have Tales of Vesperia for the 360 as well. Um, I was just going back and starting collect some of those Xbox 360 exclusive titles um, that were kind of really you know well known, well received. That uh, along with the is uh, the blue the blue dragon uh, legend of blue dragon is that what it is? Uh, 
I can't. Tail blue dot. I, don't, I can't. Yeah. Um. I don't have it in front of me, but I, I got that as well. So I have Lost Odyssey, I have Tales of Vesperia, and the Blue Dragon game, <laughs> um, as well as Wasteland 2. I, I do have that. I've been uh, trying to get to it. I just I have too many things going on um, in my life that I just don't have enough time in the day. And like you would, uh, I think you would mention this, you know, you just try. You don't want to. You. I don't want to dilute my experiences by kind of rushing through games and kind of just hurrying up to play the next game, to play the next game, to play the next game. So I'm really kind of just. And I and I talk about this a lot with Divinity. I'm really just loving it and I'm liking the experience. So I'm taking my time with it. Um, but unfortunately, when you do that, there are other games that kind of fall back, fall back, fall back. So. I was like I said, I was just kind of going back through the Xbox 360 ex- exclusive RPG era, um, and unfortunately, those games are just going to take. I know they're going to take a long time, but th- that's currently what's on the backlog. Some uh, some older titles. I think a better question for me is what is not on my backlog. Yeah. Um, uh, there. <sighs> There's about three Tales games that I want to get into. I still haven't finished uh, Fantasia or Destiny. I would love to. Haven't finished Symphonia. I barely touched Symphonia. Uh, and then there are uh, several other Tales games that I would love to play. There's about four Fire Emblem games I would love to play. Um, something very high on my on my backlog would be uh, uh, Trails in the Sky. All three of those games. Uh, the Trails of Cold Steel games. Yeah. Those are there. Um, Wasteland Two. That was a good. That was a good choice. Um, I mean, um, I, I even have games that are coming out, and I'm like, oh man, I really. It's already on the backlog. It's already on the backlog. I, I should I just just not buy it and just wait? You know, near Automata. Oh yeah. Um, yep. Now you played Nino Cooney, right? Two. I, I played I played a good bit of that, yeah. yeah. I, I'd love to finish it. I would I would love to play the first Nino Cooney. Yeah. Okay. Um that's sort of on there. So uh I never finished uh Horizon Zero Dawn. I'd love to finish that. Uh Persona four and Persona Five. Oh, man. Um a lot of stuff, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, so a lot of games of that you've overwhelmed. They're not even just backlog. They're you've started them and you just yeah. you just moved on. Hmm. That's the way it goes. That's the way it goes. Uh, Final Fantasy Thirteen Two. I, I want to go back and play that. Try to give it a fair shot. Didn't love it the first time I played it. No. I actually was liking it a lot, and then I got to the end. I was like, this wasn't that good. But hmm. I, I want to go back and sort of give it another fair shot. Okay. Okay. So there you go. Is that good enough for you, GM? That's good enough for me. That's good enough for me. Was this episode good enough for you? I give it a solid. B minus. That's that's some good self evaluation. That's gonna do it <laughs> for episode twenty three, everyone. Your B minus episode of the Switch RPG podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to everyone who sent their questions and comments. Remember, you can keep them coming by posting in our podcast form at uh, switchrpg.com slash podcast. Uh, you can also jump into discord.switchrpg.com join the conversation there. You can catch the show each and every Wednesday from your favorite podcasting app. 
And if you like what you hear, remember you can head over to patreon.com slash switch RPG and throw us a dollar or two if you can spare it. If not, don't sweat it because you just being a part of our community and providing your listens and your views and your clicks and your selves just being there. That's it. Is what matters to us. It's great. We really appreciate it. And remember, you can head over to switchrpg.com for all of your RPG needs on the Nintendo Switch platform. Until next time, let me go drown in the backlog. <laughs> Bye, guys. See you guys.